Well, good morning to you. I hope this fine morning finds you not just surviving this coronavirus era, but actually thriving in the Lord. I think his agenda is for us to be uh, fully alive. He's come to not just give us life, but to give us life abundantly. And I pray that that's the condition of your heart this morning, is your heart is just pounding with the joy of of knowing God and being known by God. I wanted to pick back up in Galatians 3, with just, uh, let's see, verses 5 through 9, this is what Paul says. He says, Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, and you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. This is an astounding uh, section of scripture, and it talks about how Abraham isn't justified by anything he does, but he's justified by, by just believing God, taking God at his word. And then it goes on to say that, that uh, know then that anybody who, like Abraham, has faith, who believes in God, is, is a son of Abraham. This this truth must have come as a great comfort to Gentile uh, believers in Galatia who maybe had you know, come to believe that they were second-class citizens and that uh, they are spiritual sons of Abraham. And um, the bad news, though, is, is that the church has been guilty throughout the ages of, of taking verses like this and isolating them and using them to promote something called replacement theology, which... I won't get into in deep detail here, but it's essentially the idea that God has taken all of the covenantal promises that he made with Israel and the Jewish people and transferred them or allowed the church to become the inheritor of those promises. And beloved, this is just a horrible, horrible untruth that has just caused untold damage to the Jewish people, persecution and, um, and, and Holocaust. Um, and so um, that's not the point of this of this verse, uh, that would be a horrible misinterpretation of this verse. We we know that uh, that God is not done with the Jewish people, and that we as Gentiles have been grafted into the promises, the covenantal promises that God has made to them. And so, yes, we get to claim that we are spiritual sons of Abraham by faith, because we believe we take God at His word in the same way that Abraham. Uh, takes God at his word and is credited to him as righteousness. Um, But don't believe for a second that God is done in any way with the Jewish people. Uh, we, we, We see and we rejoice in the continuity of God's work throughout all his people, throughout all the generations. And, um, There is a day coming when a Jewish man named Jesus will return and rule the world. And his government will radiate out from his place on the throne, sitting on the throne of David, on the Temple Mount, in Jerusalem, out, radiating out to the whole world. And so if you're not accustomed or familiar with the idea of being, having your heart shepherded and led and governed by a Jewish man, you better get used to it. And so that's one concept that I, that I pull from here. The other that really hits my heart this morning is the idea of how reverently Paul speaks from the scripture. Paul is 
<clears throat> he's already spoken to the Galatians from his personal experience, and he's even come to them about their own experience, the Galatians' experience. Uh, but now he's saying in verse 8 uh, that the, 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 he's talking about how important the Scriptures are. He's making a case to them now on the basis of the Scriptures themselves. And, you know, I can imagine an opponent of Paul saying, well, it's fine, Paul, for you to talk about uh, who God is from, on the basis of your own cool Damascus Road experience. But what do the scriptures have to say? And Paul is more than ready to take up that challenges. And he says, the scripture uh, foresees and preaches and says in this verse, in verse 8. And remarkably to me, Paul is referring to the scriptures virtually as a person, as a person who has the ability to foresee and preach and say. And it, it shows us just how strongly Paul regards the Bible as God's word. Paul believed that when the scriptures spoke, God speaks. That when the Bible speaks, God speaks. And beloved, that's my, my view as well, that um, when the Bible speaks, God speaks. Jesus is described as the word of God made flesh. And uh, what I believe is, what I hope you believe is that the authority of scriptures uh, of the scriptures radiates from the very first verse of Genesis to the very ending verse of Revelation 22. It's all inspired by God and breathed by God, and we can trust and believe every word of it. Uh, I hope your faith this morning is growing, and I hope that your faith is um, that you take God at his word just as Abraham did, and that this morning you find yourself as a, as a, a son or a daughter of Abraham. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would grant us the, the joy of, of, uh, of, of searching out the scriptures and that we might come to a place of regarding your scriptures so highly that we would view it as a person, that we would see it as the scripture, as, as one who foresees and preaches and speaks into our lives. Lord, come to us today with, uh, with new revelation of who you are. I pray that you would compel us all to go deep in your word in this season. In Jesus' name, Maranatha.